welcome to another C3 Church Rockingham podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au. Now, I'm going to give a title to my message this uh, evening called Come Back. Come Back. The Bible in um, the book of Luke uh, chapter 10 from 25 is going to be a bit of reading, uh, most probably more reading than I ever do in a year. Uh, Verse 25 to 37 of Luke 10, I'll read from the New King James Version. It says, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor is yourself. And he said to him, you have answered rightly, go and do this and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jericho to Jerusalem, sorry, from Jerusalem to Jericho, and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a certain priest came down the road, and when he saw him, he passed on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. So he went to him and bandaged him, his, and bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine, and set him on his animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took out two, two pennies and, and gave to the innkeeper, and said to him, take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will, I will, I will repay you. So which of these... Which of these do you think was a neighbor to him who was fallen among thieves? And he said, he who had mercy on him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight in the name of Jesus. We come and humble ourselves before your throne. Speak to us, Lord God, in whatever way you want. Let your word become flesh right now as I preach it in the name of Jesus. You know, Lord God, whose heart you are after tonight. In Jesus' name, release the power of your presence, the power of healing through the word, the power of correction in the mighty name of Jesus. Anoint me as I stand before your holy church. Father God, let me, let, let my mind, my thoughts be lined up. Let my lips, Lord God, respond in the name of Jesus. My voice, let it respond in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, and we pray. Amen. Now, if you, if you read in the, 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 the earlier chapter, chapter 9, Jesus sent out the 12 disciples and they went out preaching, performing miracles and all. And then in the beginning of the same chapter, he sends out 72 by 2. And they went out and they were so successful. They were so happy when they came back. They came with a good report and said, even the devils were afraid of us. Even the devils were, were responded. They feared what we had. The power that 
that we had. And Jesus says, do not, do not, do not, do not be pleased by the fact that the devils were afraid of you, but the fact that your names are written in the book of life. Now, this was a, a, a very pivotal moment in the ministry of Jesus where he was training his successors, where he was training the people that would take the gospel forward from where he was. And then he goes on, after he finishes, a certain lawyer comes to test him. And he says, what should I do to inherit eternal life? And he tells him the story and he says, what do you think? What does the law say? And he says, to love your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And then he goes and says, so who is my neighbor? What I love is where Jesus starts speaking and says, a certain man went down. A certain man. When the Bible says a certain man, it means any man. It could be you, it could be me. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Now, going down means he's coming from somewhere where it's elevated. Had he not gone down, most probably he wouldn't have fallen among the thieves. Had he not moved from his position, from where God expected him to be, had he not moved down from where he was, he most probably would not have fallen. Had he not been among his thieves, most probably they wouldn't have stripped him of his clothing. It is something to be robbed. It is something to be wounded. But imagine being wounded and being naked and left for dead on the side of the road. Now, this could be anyone. This could be me. This could be you. This could be your neighbor. It could be your brother. It could be your sister. It could be anybody that you care for. It could be your neighbor that you don't talk to. Are you hearing what I'm saying this, this evening? So a certain man could be any man. It could be anyone. It, 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 sometimes when the Bible says a man from the tribe of Judah, a man from the tribe of Levi, but here Jesus says a certain man could be anybody, could be, could be me. It could be you, most probably you, not me. Just joking. <laughs> and the Bible says he fell among his thieves. Now geographically, Jerusalem is on an elevated place. Pastor Chris this morning was talking about being on top of the mountain. Now Jerusalem is elevated. So when he was in Jerusalem, he went down to Jericho, which is in a valley, which is, you know, the distance from, from Jerusalem to Jericho was about 25.6 kilometers. But this, we can, driving 25.6 kilometers is only a few minutes. Only most probably three, four minutes. But then you should remember during this time, they did not have cars. The only transport they had was most probably a donkey or just walking. Now, he walked down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among thieves who wounded him and, and, and robbed him of his clothes. And now Jesus explains and says, and then a, a priest came down and he looked on him and passed him by where you was expecting all the help to come from, where the, 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 you were expecting the, the help to come from the church, the church came down and looked on him and said, what was he doing here anyway? How did he get here anyway? What were you doing in Jericho anyway? Don't you know that there are thieves in Jericho? Don't you know that when you do this, you fall? 
What are you doing? You know, how many times have we judged people by where they are, not knowing the circumstances that brought them there in the very first place? How do we judge someone who is, who is strung out on drugs and not knowing how they got there in the first Who are we to judge? Who are we to judge other than standing in that place and saying, I am here to help. What can I do to help you get up? What can I do to help you get up other than judging them? Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is what a good neighbor does. You ask, what can I do to help you get up? What can I do to help you overcome this? I do not come as a judge. I do not come as Judge Judy and ask, what have you been doing here anyway? Why did you leave Jerusalem anyway? And then the Bible says, and a Levi came by. A Levi actually looked, come and looked and peeped on him and asked the same question, what were you doing here anyway? Don't you know you shouldn't walk out at night by yourself? Don't you know that you should be up praying in the morning? Don't you know that you should be meditating? Don't you? We tend to go and put these conditions that we cannot even keep ourselves. We expose too much demand on people. This is why we cannot reach people for the gospel. We put so much, we pretend to live on top of the mountain all the time. Is it okay to preach tonight? We pretend we live on top of the mountain all the time. Praise God. But Jesus says, and then a Samaritan come. Do you know there was a dispute between the, the Jews and the Samaritans? The, 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 the Samaritans thought their way was better of, of worshiping. They actually worshiped this, the same God. But then the, the, the Jews thought they were better than the Samaritans. And then a despised person, oh, this is good, a despised person, the person that we think doesn't know that much, the person that we think is not eloquent enough, is the one who comes to the neighbor and he says, look here, I am here to help you. What we are looking for today in the church, are we are looking for coaches who go down on one knee and say, this is as far down as you can come. The only other way is up. This is as low as you can go. The only other way is going up. You can go, you cannot go any lower than you are today. This is a neighbor that we are looking for who gets excited when they see someone struggling, when they see someone praying for the same thing over and over. Do you know people tend to judge you? You've been praying for the same thing for seven years. I've been believing God for a child for seven years. And someone comes and they, 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 they get married and have a child straight away. What do they do? They judge you, don't they? They think you don't pray hard enough. They think you don't fast hard enough. They think you don't, you don't read the Bible long enough. You, you, don't, you, don't, you don't worship long enough. You don't close your eyes when you're in worship. They tend to get put in these judgments and think you, they, they do better because God has answered them. Because God has answered them, they tend to judge the other person who hasn't been answered yet. No, come on, you, you, you gotta stand with, with your neighbor. You have to stand and I don't care how you got here. I don't know how you got here. I don't know the circumstances that brought you to this place, but I'm here to encourage you, to tell you that you can still get up. I'm here to encourage you that you have been here long enough. Maybe you haven't been, you, you don't even remember the feeling of being in Jerusalem anymore. 
You don't even know where home is anymore. You have been so far away from home. You can't even remember where home is anymore. You have been so homeless for so long. You don't even know what a home is. But I'm here to preach to you tonight that you can still get up. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can still get up. This is as far as you can come down. The only other way is up. The only other direction. Do you know how dangerous it is to go in the ring with someone who is trying to make a comeback? Is there someone here who is trying to make a comeback? You know, I have nothing to lose. I've lost everything anyway. I have lost everything I had anyway, so I don't really care what happens. I'm going to just bulldoze my way through. I'm just going to fight it through because I have nothing to lose. Oh, God. We, 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 we are praying. I am praying for a church full of neighbors like the Samaritans who says, I will pay for your faith. I will pay until I will come and knock on your door until you recover from this thing. I will come and encourage you. I will phone you in the morning until we have beaten this thing. I will walk with you until you have beaten this cancer. I will walk with you. I'm not going to say, why did you smoke in the first place? I am going to come and encourage you and say, until you beat this thing, I shall walk with you. I'm not going to say, why did you drink anyway? This is why you've got a liver disease, but I'm going to walk with you anyhow. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm going to walk with you anyway until you get there. Praise God. It could have been your, your, your fault that you got divorced, but I'm going to walk with you through this de depression until you get up. Until you find yourself again. Until you know who you are once more. This is what I've been called to. I've been called and commissioned to come and encourage those that have been down for so long. That, that Those that don't know to stand on their feet anymore. They've been so lying down on their backs and their butt for so long. They don't know how to get up anymore. This is what a good neighbor does. This is what Jesus was preaching. This is what Jesus was telling him. Oh my goodness, how long have you been down for? How long have they trodden on you? They have posted and posted all these memes on, on, on Facebook or whatever about you. How long have they done it? It doesn't really matter. Jesus can still make you stand again. Praise God. This is what we want. This is what we want girls that, that are not going to go and gossip and, 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 and say all the bad things about their fellow sister, but that will stand and say, I will encourage you until you get there. I'm going to help you until you get there. I know, I, I, I know, I might not know, I might not know how it feels, but I know you need someone beside you who is going to look at you with a, with, with, with a compassionate eye. I know, I know maybe you've lost, maybe it was your fault you, that you lost the job but it doesn't matter whether it was fault. You know I, I always say this thing, cry out to God anyway even if it is your fault. Lose my hands. Even if it is your fault you can still cry out to God and say God help me. David did the same. David was supposed to have been in war. He was supposed to have been at, the, at war with his, with his soldiers. But he chose to stay home. And guess what? He fell. Guess what? He still cried out to God and said, Please save me. Wash me with the hyssop of your spirit and I'll be clean. It doesn't matter how... how you know, the, 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 the thing with the devil is the devil is always accusing you. He will tell you all these reasons. 
You, 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 the problem is this. The problem is that it is all your fault. It is all your fault. It is all your fault. And then this is the, the, the song that you've heard over and over again. It is your fault that you're not married. It is your fault that you don't have children. It is your fault that you don't have a job. It is your fault that you don't have a house. It is your fault that you don't have this and this. It is your fault that you can't pray. It, is a, it doesn't matter. This is what I'm standing here to tell you. I'm here as a cause to say, it doesn't matter. Even if it is your fault, it doesn't matter. You can still get up again. Oh, if you're here and if you've been down for so long, I'm here to tell you, you can still get up again. You can still get up again. In this season, in this season, can you stand up? Can you stand up for somebody that has been struggling? Can you stand up instead of judging them? I beg you. I beg you, instead of just looking at them and passing on the other side, I beg you, can you look upon them with compassion? Can you look upon them with compassion? I beg you in this season, if you have never done it in your life, look upon your neighbor with compassion and say whatever it costs to restore them, whatever it costs to, to, to reconcile them, it doesn't matter their ways are crooked. It doesn't matter they are not listening to me. I will pray instead. I will pray that God soften their hearts. God cause them to see their errors. God cause them to see their faults. I'm not going to stand up and point them out to them. But I'll keep on praying. I'll keep on praying. I'll keep on encouraging them. Send them a text message. Good morning. How are you doing? Even if it's not responded to, good morning, how are you doing? It doesn't matter how many times you probe them. It doesn't matter. Do you know a lot of people, a lot of people come to Christ, not instantly, but it's because someone was persistent. Someone kept on encouraging them. Someone kept on inviting them. It doesn't matter. I remember when I was running the church, I would invite people for so many times. And then you wait every few minutes, you're checking the door. Are they walking in? Are they, and they never walk in. You meet them again. You talk to them. Oh, they give you all these excuses. Oh, we, did, we didn't come. I didn't come because of this. I didn't come up because. But should we give up because they are lying to us? Yes, you, you actually know they were lying to you that why they didn't come. But do we give up on them? You keep on pressing. You keep on encouraging them. You keep on encouraging them. It doesn't matter whether they lie to you or not. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. You keep, on, you keep on encouraging them. Keep on calling them up. God still loves you. God still loves you as you are. God still loves you with all the mistakes that you have done, with all the errors that you have done, all the journeys that you have taken to the wrong side of the, the wrong side of the river. God knows all these things, but it doesn't matter. God did not come for the perfect. Jesus never came for the perfect. He even says, does, a, does the doctor come for the person who is well? The doctor comes for the sick. They are the ones that God loves so much. You think God loves you? No, God loves the sinner more than he loves you. Newsflash for you. You think you, are the, you think you are the it in the kingdom. No, 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 no. The it in the kingdom is the sinner. The person who is out there, the person that we are talking about and thinking they are so bad. They are the ones that Jesus wants. Are you hearing what I'm saying tonight? Are you being encouraged tonight? It doesn't matter how, how, how long. You know, the other day I said, there's nothing as worse 
from being lost and than being lost and not knowing that you are lost. It is something to be lost and know, know that I'm lost and then you can stop. And then you ask for directions if you are smart enough, if you are a woman. <laughs> men, ton, men tend never to ask for directions. But it is something to be lost and keep on going because you don't know that you are lost. The, the more you keep on going, the further you, be, you, you go away from your destination, the further away you go from your call because you are just doing this journey in, in darkness. You don't know where you are going. Why don't you stop for a minute and take account and assess and think, am I doing the right thing? Am I really answering my call? Am I really called to sit and warm the benches? Is this, is this my call? Is this my anointing? Can I go there? Is this my anointing to just come here with my Maybelline and, you know, to check out what, what shoes this person is wearing or what, 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 what tattoo the other person has got? Is this my anointing to, to come and, and take, 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 to take, take account of what is happening with my neighbor or what is happening with the next person. Is this my calling? I haven't seen that in the, in, in, in the gifts of the Spirit. It'll be the first one. I haven't seen that. The, the, what, what I know is we have these callings, that these gifts that the Spirit gives us is for the benefit of the church. It is for people that are lost for the Lord. We are given the ministry of reconciliation. This is everyone's call. We are not all prophets. We are not all teachers. We are not all preachers. We are not all this and that, but we are all reconcilers. It, you don't need to go to Bible school to be able to, 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 to reconcile people to God. You don't need a doctrine in, 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 the, in the book of Genesis. You don't need a doctrine in the book of Acts or whatever. What you need is a mouth. That's all you need, all fingers these days and then up. That is all you need. Don't you have an up? You do. You have fingers. Now, now the, 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 the very good thing is even Siri can do it for you. You just have to tell Siri to do it for you, and Siri can do it for you. How good is it? Can you imagine if Peter had lived in this time? Can you imagine if Paul had these things, these tools in his... Can, can you imagine what they would have done? We have all these, these tools that God has so blessed us with. But we use them for nonsense. We use them for, for all the... You know, I'm guilty of that because whenever you see me on my phone, I'm on Candy Crush. <laughs> Confession. Confession. That's, I, I am, I'm obsessed with Candy Crush. That, that, that's what I do when I'm on... But, can, can you imagine if every minute I picked up my phone, can you imagine if I would send someone an encouragement? Can you imagine if I would pick up my phone and send someone a text message, God is thinking about you right now. God cannot go to sleep because of you right now. God cannot rest. You've got a great thinking God, an intelligent God whose mind is full of you. Can you imagine if I could do that every time I pick up my phone, I send to a brother? Because there are so many times when I receive a message from someone, it's something that I needed. I was being discouraged. I was going through something and someone just thought about me and sent me a text and say, I'm praying for you. Although I don't know what I'm praying about. I'm just praying for you. Praise God. 
if only you knew how good that would be, if only you knew how far that can go, if only you knew if you pick up your phone instead of just dialing dominoes, if only you knew that I could send someone in encouragement. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying tonight? We are all coaches here. We are all called to encourage the wounded. The church has wounded so many people. It's very unfortunate to say. Pastors have wounded so many people. But we are here. We are called to reconcile them. We are called to come and kneel down beside them. And I know you can't get up, but I can come down to your left. Oh, come on. I've got some. I know you can't get up because you are wounded, but I can come down to your level. I know you can't get up because you have been discouraged, but I can come down to your level because I've been discouraged before. I can come down to where you are. Is there someone who can come down to where I am? I've been so low for so long. I've been so depressed for so long. Is there someone who understands what it is to be depressed? Is there someone who understands what it is to be lonely? And I can come down to your level and say, you are not alone in this. And mean it when you say it. I'm not alone. You're not alone. In Don't just say that and then you go and call your friend and, 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 and go and gossip about it. Praise God. Stand in there and carry. How good is it to, to find someone who is broken and bring them back? Oh man, if you have never had that experience, I have had so many of them. How rewarding it is. You will love God to a new level. Let me tell you. You will love God to a new level. If you could find one person who has been discouraged for so long, who has been disheartened for so long and you bring them back, I tell you it's so rewarding. The problem is we are all after the pulpit. That is the problem. You know, when I got born again, it was never my dream to be on the pulpit. No, no, no. I didn't, I didn't even think about it once. My pulpit was on the street. We would wake up early in the morning before the church starts and go and preach on the street and some neighbors would yell at us. They would throw rocks at us. I did it. We did that every Sunday morning, 5 a.m., that's the blessing of Africa because you can go and make as much noise as you want. No one will call the police. You can preach and preach. We did that every single Sunday. I know people that run ministries with over 6,000 people that we got out of the street. Out of the, not from the pulpit. I never preached them from the pulpit. I got them from the street. This is where your pulpit is. This is where you are most effective. Out on the street, out with your neighbors when they are having barbecue. This is where you are most effective. Not here. There's too much pressure here. You know, I'm, I'm wrestling with the clock. But if it was outside, I could take as long as I want. I could actually use whatever language I want. You see that I could speak in whatever language I want. I can, I can make jokes. I, there, are other there are other words that are not appropriate to the, to the pulpit. But I can use them outside. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There, there are so many things that I can say outside which I can't say here. So your ministry is not here. Your ministry is outside there. Your ministry is for the broken. You are not called to preach to the people that are all right. Well, if that's what you thought, no, I've got bad news for you. That's not your calling. Your calling is for the broken. Your calling is for the ones that have failed in life. People that don't know where they are going. 
and you say, follow me. But you should be going in the right direction as well for them to follow you. Follow me. Are you bold enough to go out there and call people to follow you? Or you've got so many things that you're hiding. This is a problem. You know, you can't preach when you've got so many things that you're hiding. You've got this other secret life. You are, you are, you are, these, these, you are these secret agents that... <laughs> I don't want to go there. I take it back. Secret agents that 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 are double agents. You 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 live this other life that other people know that these people in here cannot know. So you you cannot you cannot show them. Some of you are secret Christians as well. Nobody knows you are a Christian. Your neighbor doesn't know you go to church. You sneak out to go to church because of the way you yell at your husband. That's not Christian. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying tonight? But live a life. Paul says, my life is a letter for the world to read. My life is, is a book that people can read. Live it that way. Let your life be a testimony. Let your life be a testimony where, you know, I am disappointed to say this, but the, the, the first time I, I came to this church, People were in all their cliques. I still see this happening. People just go to their friends. There's someone who walks in, they walk out three Sundays in a row. No one talks to them because we're so busy catching up on what the doctors did and what, what so-and-so did. But if only we could forget that for a moment and look around and say, is there someone that I can encourage this morning? Is there someone that I can tell that Jesus loves you? Is there someone that I can tell that yes, you have fallen for so long? Is there someone I can tell that in, in, instead of me going on about my life, is there Oh, come on. Is there someone I can find and encourage that what you are going through is normal? This is the problem with the church. We don't think falling is normal. Falling is normal. Let me give you news today. I am one person who is full of logic. I, I, I remember watching, I'm not a sports person, but I, I watched American football. I don't know whether the, the, the Aussie rules do the same when they are training. They run through these obstacles. I ask myself, why would they go and run into this? It, it, it makes no sense. But then the coach knows that it is. You, when you get into that game, you're going to run through obstacles. You're going to run into something. So prepare yourself to run into something. So I, we, we want Christians that have been through something that can use their testimony that I, have, I had fallen before. Well, with the few minutes left, let me share with you my testimony. I got born again in, in, in 1991, but properly 1992. I walked with the Lord passionately for, for, for many years, but I fell off the rail in 1996 to about 2000. I didn't know where I was going. I was trying to fit into this church, trying to fit into that. I couldn't fit in. I lost my way. But God knew I, there was a prophecy over my life. I remember someone prophesying over me. Before I fell, there someone say, I see a light on you. I see you preaching in the world about. And this always troubled me. I, 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 I did so many bad things, but I always think, 
I know there is a call over my life. I know there is something, but I did I couldn't find anyone to bring me back to line. I couldn't find anyone to draw me back to where I had lost my way. There wasn't anyone who knew me. I was in, in, a, in a different uh, until I visited my old church and a young man that I was raising up before I left stood up and said, you are no longer the same person. What happened to you? He challenged me that way. He said, you are no longer the same person. I respected you so much, but I've lost respect. That's what I needed. And I went back and I thought, I should come back. I should come back to my former glory. This is what we need to be as a church. You know, find, instead of just letting someone fall off the cliff, ask them, are you okay? There's one, 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 one little sentence I used to, to use with my friends. When they, I see them mischieving, acting mischievous, I'll say, is your light still shining? It's not very, it's not, it's not, it's not insulting. Ask your neighbor, is your light still shining? Because I can't see it. Is your light still shining? Are you a good neighbor? Or are you a judgmental neighbor? Are you a good neighbor or you're just a priest who is going to walk the other direction? Are you so full of religion? Are you so full of religion that you do not see how people are bleeding next door to you? Are you so full of religion that you cannot see how children are hating? Are you, not, are you so full of it that you cannot tell that we are living in a world where people are dying? Yet we still come to our nice little church. We turn our aircon on. We sing our beautiful songs and we go and we have our beautiful coffee in Rockingham. The best coffee in Rockingham. Yet our neighbors are perishing. Hold someone by the hand and say, this is as far as you can go down. The only other way is up. Only one direction left. You can only go up now. This is as far as you can go down. The only other way is up. Are you hearing what I'm saying tonight? This is the end of the podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au or call us on 9524 5055.